0: All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. I am in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and for the past hour outside my hotel room, all I've heard are sirens. Um, They're not directly outside, so I'm not going to go outside. You know, no point in sticking my head out to see what's going on. They're all going or coming from somewhere, but it's it's been a full hour of nonstop siren action. So really, it's, is, is it snowing really bad there too? No, no. There's nothing here, but someone fucked up somewhere and got in an accident. I think because I, I, there's not really much crime up here that uh, I've ever heard of. So I'm assuming it's a an accident or a snowmobiling turnover or something. But yeah, lots of not just oh, one. Oh no, man, car. that's
1: that's pretty up by where. uh... By by where the making and a murder thing happened, right? I mean, no, I'm, I'm in, in the Wisconsin, Upper Peninsula. With... Oh okay. or wait,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a uh, Manitowoc, I believe. Yeah, so that, that's that's uh, more than a handful of hours away. Okay, yeah, yeah. Either
1: way, it's kind of northern-ish. It is northern, northern Midwest. Is. Yeah.
0: So, anyone that happens to be listening to us for the very first time, uh, let me give you a little background on how Jake and I operate. Uh, we pick a topic, and then we talk it to death, and we usually do it without having done any research, because we're not smart. We just blather on with our stupid opinions. Would you Listen, say if, if Luke
1: Skywalker can blow up the Death Star without using that little screen over his face, we can talk <laughs> about a topic for a full half hour without doing any research or knowing what the hell we're talking about. That's the way I see it. We use the Force. If we got the Force on our side, we don't need... Uh, logic and facts and um i i, I don't know reading any exactly. of that exactly
0: so the reason i bring that up is because last week we talked about amon bundy and the oregon idiots and they're holing up in uh in the bird sanctuary and how they're patriots uh and then this week i read a great article on them so i wanted to toss a couple things your way jake before we move on to other topics absolutely um, man holy shit dude
1: they still getting dildos sent to them up there
0: uh, this is even better. It's something you talked about, and the, first of all, let's go with the facts. Now, these guys are saying uh, we want uh, our lands returned to us. However, what uh, the article I read is in what year is it? In 1983, they paid a dollar forty per cow per acre to graze. In 2015, they pay a dollar thirty-five. So, inflation has not only not touched them. They pay a nickel less today than they did in 1983. And here's where it gets exciting. In, uh, let's see, the government spent $144 million dollars to replace uh, grass and to keep the land safe for grazing, you know, like the cows trample everything and then crabgrass sneaks in and you've got to have good grass that the, the cows can actually eat. So they spent $144 million keeping the federal lands good for cattle grazers and they took in $21 million in grazing fees. So basically you and I and every taxpayer in the world were subsidizing these assholes and they want even more. They are saying they want the lands returned to them, but this article points out quite rightly, if the lands were returned to them, they would beat them into the ground in sort of a scorched earth policy and move on, and then they would have nowhere for their cows to eat. So these guys are incredible assholes. They are so stupid. Oh, dude, it's the same way with uh, subsidized corn stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, We basically shell out a bunch of money uh, to to pay these farmers to... Keep it cheap, and that's that's why we have so much shitty high fructose corn syrup and it, cattle. That's really unhealthy for you because we've been feeding them grains as opposed to uh, grass, like they were they they evolved to eat, and it it, it does a, a lot of bad things to the, the the land around it, particularly the drinking water. Um, you know, oh, and, and, and we we, we basically. Uh, pay for all that to happen it's like we're subsidizing our own health problems you know
0: it is here's my favorite part and then we can move on so i didn't realize that you know these these guys are so stupid that they have it good they're basically welfare queens who are demanding to be taken off welfare so that they can starve to death so that's how stupid they are but last week you said something hilarious and true in that everybody was ignoring them like they were calling the police station like hey we're ready to fight to the death and the cops are like yeah can you be put on hold. We don't want to talk to you. So I listened to a news story that actually had a clip of, uh, Ammon Bundy, the guy that's supposedly in charge. He went to the local Oregon FBI building and they wouldn't let him in. He wanted to talk to the negotiator. Even though they don't have hostages, he wanted to talk to the FBI negotiator. And the FBI said, uh, Yeah, why don't you just stand out there on the curb and we'll have him call you? So <laughs> he called and the only. He got ex- stood up by a negotiator. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I <laughs> other- got. Stood up by a hostage negotiator yeah. like a fucking bad Tinder date. That's awesome.
0: Well, they did call him and they played a clip. And it was one of those things where the, the negoti- negotiator said, you know, he's just pandering to him. and said, look, we, we take you very seriously. We want to, uh, you know, we want this to end uh, peacefully. And Bundy's only, the only clip they played of him was, well, let me tell you uh, my my, uh, my point of view, Constitution. Like, literally, that was it. He said constitution. Like, that was an argument. So, <laughs> it's just so sad. But like you said, just to be told by the FBI, like, he goes, you know, in to see the secretary, and they're like, yeah, can you wait outside? We'll call you.
1: Oh, my <laughs> God. Here. That's oh, hilarious, man. One
0: final thing. One final thing. Uh, you made fun of the bird sanctuary saying, blow it up. Well, actually, Oregon is getting pissed because birding in that county Oh, my goodness, not even Oregon is a state. In the county of that, where, where that bird sanctuary, it brings in $15 million a year from avid bird watchers. Bird
1: watchers are paying $15 million a year to go to Oregon to look at The red spotted, whatever the fuck's that? I
0: never would have guessed, but birding in, and I would have thought 15 million would have been for the entire state, but they say it's that county. That county bird watching is so popular, 15 million a year. That's better than some independent. Uh, Are you sure that's not
1: some kind of tax front?
0: Well, it could be, but, you
1: know. Are are you sure they're not, you sorry, my my headphones fell out, man. No, are, are you sure they're not just sitting there going like, Yeah, we uh, we we have people come and watch birds. All these, all these, all these uh, Colombian fellas with their big jewelry (laughs) and all. Bird watchers, leave us, leave us. You're gonna scare the birds away. No, leave us alone. That's what I think is going on there.
0: I was talking to uh, I'm not gonna use uh, names or locations here because I don't wanna. It's I don't wanna get in trouble. But I was talking to a comic I've known for a few years. And we talked about a comedy club that just sort of went uh, out of business. One of the owners was muscled out. And uh, I guess he got behind on rent of the building he was renting, which we thought was interesting because anybody that knows this comedy club will know exactly what I'm talking about. But we never thought that he'd be behind on the rent because the business was a money laundering. It was always suspected, never proven. It was a money money laundering uh, outfit for the Outlaws biker gang. And it was the only place you would do comedy, and at the end of the week, you would get paid, and the guy would just have stacks of cash everywhere, and then a shotgun and a Glock on the table, and just there were always guns everywhere, and the outlaws were always there out front on their bikes. And then, you know, a couple years ago, it went under, and we're like, that's the only time I've ever had experience with what was supposedly a front. That's what you made me think of. Yeah. Oh, I. The only time
1: I had experience with a place that I... I'm pretty sure it was a front. I mean, it wasn't like like that obvious, like you're saying, but there was a, a restaurant in Des Moines, Iowa called Old Castle. Um, me and a friend of mine just kind of stumbled upon it. We didn't know the area too well. We're looking for some place to eat. It's like Saturday night, right? Um, we, we went to like a Texas Roadhouse, but it's packed because it's a weekend. And we're like, dude, I ain't waiting an hour for a fucking steak. And we see what, what looks like a sports bar across the street so we're looking for parking and in back of that building we see this weird old you know those old 50s diners how they're kind yeah, of shake yeah. they, they get that weird oval shape it's like that but it has no business signs whatsoever man it's just a kind of a building that the lights appear to be on but not real bright on the inside and we're like but there's just like no cars here man so at this place we can get something quick and we go in there small little restaurant but then like like a bar area too there's one guy in there and he's sitting at the bar eating and we're like hey man is what kind of food they got here they got like bar food you know And, and he's like oh
0: and we lost jake So either way, the last thing I heard you say was, so this guy's sitting at the bar, and you go, hey, you got decent food here? So
1: there's just just this one guy sitting at the bar. He's, he's the only guy in there on a, on a Friday, Saturday night, whatever it was. Weekend night, should be busy. Uh, we we asked him, how's, how's the food? What is it like bar food? And he was like, well, they got some just kind of regular bar food, but it's mainly Bosnian food. And we were like, Bosnian food? Like I didn't know that was a genre of food. I know that sounds stupid, but like I didn't know they had food in Bosnia. How is how is the food? And he was like well, Not even that, but
0: I mean, you know they have but yeah, I've never heard of that. You've heard of that ethnicity, but you just figure they eat European fare, not like yeah. specific Bosnian. Right. Like this is
1: specifically Bosnian. Like for all I knew they ate nothing, but um like grass and uh, vodka-soaked, whatever, man. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't know they had food. No, it's, it's, it, it, this guy was like, it's awesome. you got to try it. And it was, man. It, it was amazing. It was mostly a bunch of, like, sausages and stuff like that, all with names I couldn't pronounce, like long, lots of consonants, a lot of that kind of thing. But um, it, it was badass, man. Like, me, me and some friends of mine started going there pretty regularly, but whenever we'd be up there, It'd be on a weekend when, again, they should be busy. And every time we went there, we would either be literally the only people in there other than like a bartender, the, you know, people that work there. Or they would be, be these other guys who were these tough looking Eastern European dudes in kind of nice clothes who weren't really customers and weren't really employees. It was kind of just their place. And they would like, depending on who it was, sometimes they would really look at as funny for even being in there. Uh, I mean, even to the point to where, like, I would go to take a piss, and a dude would follow me in there and just stand behind me and stare at the back of my head while I was at the urinal the whole time, man. Dude, fuck. Yeah, I mean, and not and even... And you kept going back? <laughs> dude, the food was amazing. It was so goddamn good. Like, I don't care what kind of evil uh, drug cartel, human trafficking. I didn't, dude, this shit was amazing. It was. I would perjure myself in court. Uh, just to keep these guys out on the street, committing crimes and making some of the best goddamn sausages I've ever had. But it, it, it closed, sadly. I, I I don't know if those guys went to prison or what.
0: But dude, when they would watch you in the bathroom, it maybe be- it was just a legitimate restaurant and they closed because they fucking had no customers. Well, well no, no, dude, this was. <laughs> it doesn't very... sound like it. No, it dude, doesn't sound like. I'm it. I'm talking all. like.
1: I'm not saying they would go in there and and, and and wash your hands or whatever and kind of glance over at you out of the corner. I'm talking like a big, tough-looking motherfucker would just stand behind me, staring, and I would turn around and look at him. Like, he wouldn't even break eye contact. He would just be like, what? Would the boss say, come in here, watch you piss? I watch you piss. There's no problem. You, you you make problem, I end problem. Like, that's that that was pretty much the way it was. It wasn't even like an aggressive kind of thing. It was just, just calm, kind of like he was a bouncer on the clock, you know, checking IDs, watching dudes piss to make sure they're not talking into wires or whatever. Like, that's, I, I mean, I think they were, they thought we were cops or some shit, man. But we did end up finding another place that was sort of there, we thought, was, was, was the new tax front. Because we, we, we found another Bosnian restaurant in Des Moines, but it was, like, well-lit and you know hospitable Legitimate. Uh, yeah they, they, they seem to like you in there and, and the food just wasn't as good you know what i mean like it wasn't as good without like shady eastern european murders happening maybe they were feeding us people that didn't pay up i don't know what i don't know what it was but it was goddamn delicious man but we finally we found this other one that's in this tiny little strip mall and we're like, Before yeah. you,
0: did you ever, ever talk to anybody but that first guy who said the food is delicious? Did you ever like, hey, guys, did you ever... No, like, no. Did they ever start to give you, like, head nods? Like, okay, these are just the idiot teenagers that come in or 20-year-olds or whatever. Did they ever no. acknowledge you other than just like, all right, these guys are here, watch them?
1: Uh, Pretty much yet. Sometimes it would be a little bit just kind of indifferent, you know? But, I, 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 yeah, there was lots of times. I mean, like, half the time, they either just kind of wouldn't give a shit. They would just kind of ignore you and do their own thing. Or they would be, you know, really just shooting you dirty looks and and just staring at you and staring you down and following you into the bathroom and watching you piss and that kind of thing. But uh, we we find this other place where we're like, okay, this looks really dirty and seedy. And we we go in there and it's maybe 5 o'clock at night and the whole place is empty. Like, there's no bartender or nothing. And we're just kind of going, hello? You open? Hello? And this little old lady just walks out of the back room and just stares at us with her mouth open. Doesn't say anything. And we're like, hey, uh, are, are, are you guys open? And she just silently looks at us with her eyes wide open and just shakes her head like she can't believe we're actually in there. And we're like, uh, what time do you open up? And she's like eight o'clock and then she just turns around and walks right the fuck back out of the room man we were like wow this feels dirty and shady as hell this food's got to be amazing and so <laughs> we're like, okay cool we'll be back at eight you know and we we wait you know and we, we come back at eight o'clock and now there's a bartender there and we sit down and we're like hey uh can we get a menu and he's just kind of looking at us funny at first and then he hands us the menu he's like the uh the person who cooks the food is not here yet, you know? And we're like, oh, okay, we'll wait. When do they get here? <laughs> and he's like, uh, they usually come at 9 o'clock, you know? And so, like, okay, cool. We, we order a drink in the meantime. And there's this, there's this one guy sitting at the end of the bar who looked like the main character in the Grand Theft Auto game about the Eastern European gangster, right? Looked like him. And he just stared at uh, us and smoked the whole fucking time. Nico! Nico! Yeah, he looked like Nico. I want to go look at some TTs. Dude, yeah, yeah. He looked just like Nico. And he just glared at us the whole time. I mean, like, I would look over and look at him. He wouldn't even break eye contact. He would just stare at us with this look like, I am am seconds away from stabbing both of you just for being in here. And, like, me and my friend are just kind of like, Nudging each other like, dude, this food is going to be so goddamn good. I cannot wait to try this food. And so, you know, we wait. 8.50 rolls around. 9 o'clock rolls around. 9.10 rolls around. Finally, the, the bartender comes out like, eh, yeah, the uh, the lady who cooked the food, sometimes she come at 9. Sometimes she come later. We're like, hey, we'll wait. I'll take another drink. <laughs> we just fucking hang out. Finally at like 9.30. He comes out, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, sometimes the lady come in to make the food, sometimes she don't come. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? So is there anybody back there cooking sausages, man? <laughs> he's like, no, for it not. So it was such a shady tax front that they wouldn't even serve us
0: food. That's too bad. Did you ever, uh, I was going to, like, if you ever got to eat there, just maybe start saying, uh, hey, uh. How about we just take food to go? We'll leave you alone. Can we just get an order to go? Yeah,
1: I see, the thing is, I think that they didn't have a kitchen back there. I right, think they just had right. a menu <laughs> and then a bunch of um, women in cages in the back. Um, I think that's all that was back there. It's just women in cages and and piles and piles of cocaine and firearms. Like, that's all I think was in the back room, man. Nothing to even cook with.
0: Fuck. I uh, i have known one legitimate mafia guy in my life, um, and I don't remember his name. This goes back to when I was 20 years old, 21, 22, something like that. I lived in Milwaukee, and uh, I, I can only tell bits and pieces of this story because I, I don't remember all of it. I mean, I can remember the important part, but um, in the 1990s, Brett Favre had a restaurant called Brett Favre Steakhouse. Now this story doesn't involve Brett Favre Steakhouse, but it the location was always something different. For a few years, it was something. Then it was Brett Favre Steakhouse. Then it was a dance club. All these businesses would go out of business in this building. That's that's all I remember. Is like I could point at the building. I actually I think it's been torn down, but all I remember is Brett Favre Steakhouse. But it was the business before Brett Favre Steakhouse. That's how I remember it. Okay. So I uh, worked at a different my, my no my roommate worked at a restaurant that these guys started coming in after hours and just hanging out at the bar and they got to talking and over the course of several months my but my roommate developed a relationship with these uh, two guys and the girlfriend and then they started talking about well we do uh you know business like loans and shit and over the course of a year they finally maybe talked about what they did without ever being specific and then i would start going and after the bar would close, my buddy was a manager at this bar, so uh, we would be sit there after hours and play cards. And just one night, um, and this is where the story's going, one night we're playing with these cards, with these guys, who say who it was told my friend that they're sort of tied in with the, the Chicago and Milwaukee mafia, and he goes, hey, do you guys ever go to that uh, restaurant that is whatever, and I can't remember the name? And we're both like, no, and he's like, oh, okay, good, just... You're going to want to stay away from there tonight. <laughs> Just uh you don't want to be down there tonight. We're like, "Oh, okay. That's get true. up the next mo- Yeah, get up the next morning, all the news is that there was a fire and the place was gutted. Really? I mean, yeah, and he's like, and I think he said, "You don't want to go down there. The 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 he, he owes us a little money. You you might want to stay." And that was all now he I'll said. He did like but the then the
1: next thing, man, if you can't but- pay up you, yeah you sign over the insurance to us and we fucking burn it down
0: something but they fucking like i said that's all he said was stay away he owes us money and the next day it was torch just gutted from wow. the inside they said oh kitchen fire and so we never talked about it again he may have like given a wink like the next time we played cards he was just sort of like hey good thing you stayed away that's something funny. like that but he never went into details and you know i may have been a stupid kid but i wasn't so stupid as to say you know like hey what happened you know like there are times you know to shut your fucking mouth and just like... He, that was his way of letting us know he was legitimate.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's but crazy, that, that was
0: That was kind of freaky. My buddy will remember his name and all that shit. I don't. All I remember is that because my buddy was friends with him. All I remember was that moment. Don't go down there.
1: Yeah. So,
0: well, that was but, cool. He gave
1: you guys a heads up, man.
0: Yeah, like just asking, like, do you guys ever go there? Don't. Um, but they did it after hours anyway. I think it happened at like 3 a.m. They said it started. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were trying to burn it down with anybody inside. But, but it was, I, I, it was, it was, it was
1: nice of them, you know, being the good guy. doing it in the middle of the night.
0: Yeah. But uh, you said something that uh, has always rung true for me for the most part anyway in life. I remember when I moved to Iowa City, uh, my wife had never had Thai food. And I love Thai food. I said, you know, would you be interested in trying it? And she goes, yes. But there are only two Thai restaurants in Iowa City. This one's downtown. It's kind of a hole in the wall. It's kind of shitty looking. Uh, I've researched them. Let's go to this one. It has the nice website. It has tablecloths and all that shit. And I'm like, well, when it comes to ethnic food, you kind of want to go to the hole in the wall, the shitty place. And she's like, no, no, let's go to the nice restaurant. And we do. And it was okay. Everything was $15 and they had cloth napkins and tablecloths and everything was pretty. and, And it was okay. So the next time I said, hey, can we try the hole in the wall? And it was fucking delicious. And it looked like, you know, it could have gotten a couple health code code violations. Nice, nice. And even my wife was like, you know, this is much better. And I'm like, yeah, when it comes to ethnic food, you got to stay away from the the hoity-toity restaurants. You kind of got to go dirt. You know, you got to go scummy. Yeah, for sure, man. You got to go with what, like the, the first generation immigrants who still haven't adhered to American health. Yeah. I I
1: remember there was, there was a little hole in the wall, Chinese place in Iowa city called, um, easy palace. And they had a, I mean, this was like over, it just had to have been like 15 years ago, something like that. 10, 15, but they had a $3 lunch special, which they then turned into the $3 all day special. um, there, there was one night where I was, I was going to go down to like, I just gotten off work and I was going to go to like, I was still in high school and I was going to go get the all day special. Cause you know, you get some general sauce, chicken and rice for like, you know, $3 and some change. And my dad slapped down a newspaper on the table in front of me. And on the, on the front page is like easy place with flames, just bellowing out of the top of it, man. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty sad. And there was rumors they did the same kind of shit, burned it down for the insurance money. Which, I mean, when, when a, any other place you can get a lunch special for five bucks, and they're offering the same thing for like three dollars, that place is probably not doing too good. You know?
0: Yeah, I thought you were gonna go somewhere else uh, because you reminded me. I haven't thought of this in years. We're talking Milwaukee restaurants. Again, I'd have to talk. It's my same friend uh, Brian. He was the best man at my wedding. Um I would have to talk to him for the specifics because he ate there more than I did. There was a restaurant, um, Mexican, that was maybe a 10, 15 minute walk from where we lived and he'd go down there occasionally. I mean, I I remember, I can tell you right now where the location used to be. I'm pretty sure it's gone. But uh, it was cheap and everyone thought it was delicious. And then one day you opened the newspaper and boom, hey, they got caught serving dog meat. (laughs) and it wasn't like chinese like you think it was fucking mexican it was uh was mexican food with like dog were they serving beef but
1: here's here's the thing
0: were they because i
1: this is what i always wonder about the places that serve dog and cat meat and stuff like that are they serving something that they say is beef or chicken and it's actually all dog or cat or are they cutting it in there like we're doing we're doing like Sixty, Like, we're cutting it. Like, cocaine with baking soda. Like, the the, the dog meat is our baking soda for beef.
0: You know what I'm saying? That is a good question. I don't remember that well. But this is the most fucked up thing you will hear. They shut the place down, and several months later, it reopened and kept the same name. That's what I remember the most about this story, is that they didn't, like, go into hiding or rebrand or anything. They just... Like one day they were back and and fuck this is before the internet or Twitter or any of this shit so people eventually started going back there I believe like it didn't go out of business right away would it even matter
1: if they changed it I mean like what are you gonna change the name to Chewy's No Dog Dinner like what are you you <laughs> know like you got cert caught serving fucking dog man like it doesn't well matter I mean you maybe.
0: Maybe they put a huge sign up again. I don't remember a big sign like under new management or something like that. But it just seems like you'd want to at least change something. Like fucking, you used to be La Hacienda and now you're La Fuente. Or, you know, those are two yeah, actual no, Milwaukee you. Mexican restaurants. You'd think you'd just want to change something. Like, you know, you come in and it says right out, we are not the guys that serve dog. We kicked them out. But Would you, I mean, was that a, was the most fucked up thing. There was
1: a bar thing. down... In Iowa City downtown, call, called uh, ECT, ETC, etc. Yeah, yeah, ECT, right? Is is etc. Like the abbreviation is that ETC or
0: ECT? Yeah, that's ETC. ETC. That's E-T-C yeah, et I, do, I always mix that shit up. I don't know why. But um, and so on and so forth, basically. Yeah, yeah.
1: That that was the name of the um. That was that was the name of the the actual bar and. They, there was a big college bar, and they, they used to do this shot, which I, I guess they kind of did it in the movie Coyote Ugly or whatever, where they light part of the bar on fire, and you do a flaming shot. Well, they weren't taking into consideration that that movie was shot by trained professionals and not by the, some drunk college kid who got their first <laughs> job as a bartender 20 <laughs> minutes ago, and now you got a bunch of fucking, they were just dumb, drunk, and see, the thing about the, the college kids in Iowa City is most of them are are there from the suburbs of Chicago because they were too dumb and drunk to get into the University of Illinois. So you have Chicago's dumbest um, downtown. Because
0: uh, we've talked about this before, but a quick backstory: What you just said is true. Um, the University of Iowa makes bank off start off charging out-of-state tuition right. to rich Chicago stupid kids that couldn't get into their own university. The University of Iowa is widely known for just making a ton of money off out-of-state tuition by stupid Chicago kids. Oh, yeah.
1: So you have a bunch of stupid Chicago kids, and you have uh, uh, what I'm going to guess is a very inexperienced bartender. And so they tried to do this fancy fire shot and they lit, like, four teenage girls on fire. And They're, they had to go to the hospital. Oh, and, like, three of them oh, were underage. Sad. They were, like, 18, 19 years old, man. And that Well, place, what
0: time was it at? Because if you remember in Iowa City back in the day, and still today, you can be 19 in a bar as long as you're not drinking up till 10 p.m. or some shit like that. That was, like, this yeah, weird but I'm island. I'm pretty
1: sure when you light them the fuck on fire doing a shot. You can't well, yeah, really I'm say saying... they were drinking ginger ale. You know what I'm saying? They were, yeah, only, yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. were not only
0: drinking alcohol,
1: were... they were drinking stunt alcohol. Like, they were <laughs> drinking al- alcohol on fire.
0: I thought you were just saying because they were in the bar in general, which could have been legal at the time. But yeah. I,
1: th- I think that was because, actually, this, this was a while ago. But they ended up closing that place for, like, six months or something, but it opened up with the same name
0: but with everything just like hey no longer uh lighting people lighting customers on uh, fire free since 19 whatever put the year or we've got they have one of those big uh, signs in the window we've gone you know 74 <laughs> days without lighting a customer on fire
1: without lighting underage girls on fire
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was their new promo just like a work safety uh, sign oh yeah oh I don't know that I can top any stories like that. The other thing you make me think of um, when it comes to Iowa City is when that, uh, I can't remember her name. This was only like a few years ago. I still do a joke to this day. Well, not about her, but I took—I did a joke about her at the time in Iowa City. You couldn't do it. It, it made national news, but I, I retained a phrase from my joke that I do in my act today. There was that uh, that overweight woman. Uh, that wanted to dance on the bar, and the bouncer said, "No, the stage, the bar. You know, you're too fat. You're gonna, you're gonna collapse the bar." And then she led a protest out front and got obese women to protest, saying, "We demand the right to dance on the bar." And it just turned into this big mess. I, I, body I, rights, and
1: I kind of remember that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna take her side, man. I don't like only seeing. Um- Really attractive women dancing on bars. I like to see some unattractive ones. I like I like knowing that I got a chance in there. You know what I mean? I like <laughs> I like knowing that it's my kind of
0: venue too. Oh uh, yeah. No, I I don't. She can protest all she wants. She can dance on the bar if she. The funny thing was is uh, I think they the end around was nobody was supposed to be dancing on the bar. That's why.
1: Actually, we looked into the legality of this and, um, (laughs) it's against health code for any of you bitches to be doing this. So, uh, get your unsanitary, unsanitary, uh, high heels off that goddamn bar. We're closing this place. That's funny.
0: All right. Well, uh, Jake, you got anything else exciting to talk about? I uh, I'm gonna start getting ready to get kicked out of my hotel room and wonder if I'm gonna run across a huge accident scene somewhere as I leave the metropolis of Nagani, Michigan. Um.
1: Oh, uh, we could talk about.
0: Uh, we only got a couple Sarah minutes Palin. Here. Oh, Sarah goodness, Palin Sarah uh, yeah. Palin endorsed Trump. Did you see yeah. Colbert's impersonation of her? No look that up. It was trending the other day. When I watched it, Colbert nailed it. Her speech was, my favorite part of it was, and I, I want you to speak to this more than me because you were in the military and you downplay it. You obviously, every time we bring it up, you say, look, I'm not a hero. I did it for a job. I did it for college money. I didn't do it because 9-11 masturbating to America. But she said that uh, her son who, who got drunk and pistol whipped his girlfriend, was suffering from PTSD. He pistol whipped her. Well, they said he had a gun and he punched her. Who oh, okay. knows what I was happened? Say, dude, the, the whole Christ. point is, she blamed Obama. She said uh, he doesn't respect our soldiers. My son has PTSD, and that's why he got drunk and beat the shit out of his girlfriend. Um, I cannot speak to post traumatic stress disorder, but I will say there's not very many every-
1: times I agree with Sarah Palin. I know every time I see Obama talk for more than two minutes, I involuntarily punch my girlfriend in the face. I do that. <laughs> I do that. Sarah Palin's wrong about a lot of things. She's right about that one. I, I think it's his ears, really. it's his They stick out too far. It makes me violently angry towards my girlfriend.
0: Well, like we opened this show by saying we talk first and research later, I do want to research what her son did. Now, if he was in the field and, you know, like fucking under fire a lot and legitimately... Had a rough time of it. Now my
1: girlfriend's coming in the room and giving me dirty looks.
0: Yeah, but if he, I don't know if, if it's because I talked about her, he
1: was uh, uh, getting punched in the face, or is it because I talked about agreeing with Sarah Palin. I think she's like, <laughs> I think she's annoyed at both of those those, those concepts. Not well, sure which more.
0: let's talk about this nest next week. You look up Stephen Colbert, listeners. Look up Stephen Colbert, and let's find out what uh, Track Palin actually did. Um, was he just sitting on base, or was he out? Like, but just to 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 say that having Donald Trump as a president would be better for soldiers is like fuck off. I, you know, parenting more than anything. Is well, good. I
1: just think it's funny. How many soldiers came point- back
0: and don't beat the shit out of their girlfriend is what I ask. How many soldiers have served and don't come back and beat the shit out of their girlfriend let's ask that There's probably
1: like six or seven of us you know what i mean (laughs) but um i just think it's funny that that sarah palin in like in her mind she thinks she's somehow helping donald trump with her endorsement you know what i mean because who is who is this going to get for trump that he didn't already have and then who's it going to push away it's just like when when the ku klux klan came out and said we support donald trump it's like surely you have to realize in 2016, that you're not the most beloved social group in this country. And in 1950, maybe you would have gotten a little bump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you really, if anything, right, if you're one of those hated groups like uh, the Ku Klux Klan or Nambla or Sarah Palin or Jared from Subway, you should be endorsing candidates you don't want to win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you got to realize kind of what your card does to that candidate. And that's what actually if I was if I was any of those people, I would blackmail politicians by threatening them with my endorsement, <laughs> you know, and I would just sit there and I would be like, listen, if you don't pay me ten thousand dollars in unmarked bills, I will I will come down there with all Sarah Palin and the, and the Klan and, and Nambla. I'm in charge of all these organizations. And I, I will come down there with your campaign signs and I would just like, you know, uh, Senator uh, gary he's our man if he can't do it then our ideals will be shot and so elect him he stands for everything we do and well,
0: that's a great plan the only problem is people like uh, sarah palin are not cursed with self-awareness that's true all right kids thanks for listening nathan timmel.com have a good week later